You're listening to the County Life podcast with Chris Ridgway and Martin Johnston. Start the podcast as ever with Chris's weekly interview with County Manager Jim Gannon. Jim Gannon, thanks very much for joining us. It was a tricky trip on the road to Brackley last week. Just, just give us your breakdown of the performance. Um, I think, I think it was a tough week's work for the lads. Um, obviously, we had them in Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. Um, they put in a really good, energetic, um, polished display against Southport. Um, we picked up the pieces Thursday. Um, I felt same team. If they could um, impose themselves in the same way, we'd, uh, we'd have a chance at Breckley. And uh, and I think, I, you know, it was always going to be a tough place to go, given their home form, given the extra travel that week. Um, difficult place to go and get a result. We, the last two away games I've had in the league there, we've won. Uh, so we were quietly confident that if we put in a performance and we're strong, we'd get something. And I think if we had stayed strong for the whole 90 minutes, we would have got something out of it. And I, I certainly feel that based upon the balance of the game, that we deserve to get something out of it. But uh, a couple of lapses of defensive weakness uh, cost us uh, both for the second and third goal. Um, first one, referee could have avoided by giving what was clearly a foul on Bowen. Um, but the second and third um, were in our own hands, and uh, unfortunately, we didn't. We weren't strong enough to to keep the lead that we'd uh, worked so hard to get. There's a few things we can pick over that game, but I think first of all, a question on everyone's lips is: any Matty Warburton update? Yeah, well, Matty's. Um, I mean, this is this is was a, um, cl- clearly we watched the video. It's a deliberate foul. Um, I'm not saying he deliberately intended to injure a lad, but if you deliberately go to take somebody from behind down, uh, and the intention is to play him and not the ball, then there's a good chance you're going to injure somebody, and um, that's the case. So, you know, I think it's pathetic for a referee to wave a piece of yellow paper at somebody for for such an act. Um, yeah, it's, it's disappointing because Matty's been in great form. Um, obviously, the last three or four games, he's shown exactly why I, I wanted to make him my first sign, and I still think he's our best signing. Um, the goal ratio for number 10 so far this season has been incredible. Um, he's provided assists from set plays, scored from set plays. Um, and even in this particular game, uh, we scored from his corner and um, his goal out of nothing. Uh, and you only have to watch the highlights to see how instrumental he was. He had two or three other good chances, forced a good save out of the keeper in the second half. Um, so he's a, it's got to be a loss. Um, but, you know, at the last board meeting, I talked about the overall form of the attacking midfielders. I think we'd had too many that weren't at 100%, too many weren't given us 90 minutes. Uh, Matty certainly stepped onto that plate. And I think now we're starting to see more positive contributions from the likes of Gary and Bowen, Kalamantak, Ben McKenna, who are all getting goals and Darren Stevenson to that equation now we're all getting goals and providing assists and what we need now is um, is them to step up that now and fill that void that might be left by Matty's departure Do you think certainly in the short term it will be a maybe a rejigging moving people around to fill Matty Warburton's space you don't foresee anybody coming in straight away to fill that, that hole not really, no. Not when you have someone, um, you know, obviously we've been working Darren Stevenson and Harry Winter back to fitness. Um, Darren's come on, scored against Southport, um, had great chance to score against um, Southport in the replay and uh, forced a great save out of the keeper um, in the final minutes of Brackley game. So we're working Darren back to the fold. 
Uh, we could really do with him now stepping up and providing assistant goals to, to replace May. We also have the opportunity of Harry Winter getting stronger and fitter to move him into midfield and push Bowen up to perhaps his better position of 10. But, um, you know, Gary Stockford can push up one. Um, you know, we've got Ben McKenna, who's been in really energetic form at the moment. We should have Adam Thomas back fit. So I think it's just about managing the players we currently have, um, find the right shape to suit them and making sure that we can squeeze as much as we possibly can out of the likes of Boan, Ben, Darren Stevenson, Gary Stockford, Harry Winter, in the absence of Matty not being in that 10 position. We said a couple of weeks ago there was going to be three really tough games. There was Chorley, Brackley... Uh, and then spending more at home if you take away the cup equation. Uh, it's been a tough, tough run. We got the draw and then obviously took the lead against Brackley. What kind of game do you expect on Saturday against spending more? Um, I'm not sure because they've had a, a couple of good cup wins recently and they had a really good win at home to Harrogate and then they go to Leamington and get beaten 4 0. Um, and I think um, having watched spending more over the years for the Evo Stick North and the Evo Stick uh, Prem, Given the geographical situation, um, the home form has been a lot stronger than their away form. And it's more marked with teams that have greater geographical distances to cover. Um, you know, we, we talk about us having to go to Southport on a Wednesday and then having to go to Brackley on a Saturday. And, and we'd be fools to think that doesn't, doesn't affect professionals, never mind part-time professionals. So uh, that could have a bearing on the game in terms of their energy uh, and their away form compared to the home form. But they'll still be a very well-organised side. Um, recently, they've been missing Taylor, who's the point attacker. Um, but that was two weeks ago, so he maybe will be back alongside Armstrong. Um, and they've got right the pace of Ryan Hall down the right. They've got a well-organised midfield and a fairly solid back four. Um, so they'll not be an easy game. Um, it'll be reminiscent of Brackley and Chorley that we need to make sure we don't make any poor decisions or individual errors to concede goals but I feel confident that we will score. Um, so the emphasis really um, and the lamentable fact of the last 20-odd games is the fact we've scored the goals. Uh, we just haven't uh, had the solidity that we had from last season in terms of the back four and the midfield protection. And uh, we seem to be making more mistakes this year. I don't know whether that's the quality of our players or the quality of the players they're up against, but that's the area that we really need to address uh, going forward uh, to get clean sheets against the top six, eight sides and then start getting wins against them. Spennymore, of course, came up into this division. You said you've you've seen them a few times over the last few years, but certainly for fans, maybe including myself in that, they are a little bit of a surprise package to see them punching so high up in the division. We said this last week against Brackley, we said it the week before against Chorley. It's really important that we start pegging these back now, not just to get points on our own tally, but to knock some off them as well. And that's true, um, but I, I think it shouldn't surprise people. I think if in the Everstick to be Ronaldo's spend more. Um, they're, they're a team that are heavily backed, and they've. Um, you know, don't get me wrong; it's it's not just the money; it's the you know the way that they play, the the, the, the recruitment. Uh, the manager's been consistent in his principles. Um, it's no surprise to me to see them successful in Blythe Spartan. I mean, I, I only have to show. Um, you know, just looking statistically at the last five or six years, how good the teams from the Evo Stick Premier have done in this level as compared to the teams that are coming out the national. Um, and that, that's summed up by the likes of Spennymore and Southport. Um, so I think that the, this is a very competitive Evo Stick Premier. Um, we've seen Salford and Darlington come out of that recently, um, filed as well. So uh, 
you know, there's, there's some strong sides that have come out of that, and Spenny Moore just wanted that. Um, uh, financially, they've had the backing, so they've kept a good group of players together and added one or two key players, um, such as the likes of Ryan Hall and a central midfielder they brought in. So they've added a touch of Conference North, sorry, Conference Conference National, Conference North quality to their squad, and um, they've not had any major injuries. So they're a team that's, um, you know, in a good place at the moment. Um, I think it's a long haul, so it'd be it'd be interesting to see how they survive going forward. Because often you get that momentum, um, pressure comes on you when your players are starting to be attractive to other clubs. So, uh, and they'll they'll find that the same way with Blythe will. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's important for us. Uh, it's a nine point gap between us and them in fifth place. Uh, we'd like to close that, and the only way we're going to close that is to be very very consistent against the teams below us, which we have been but start winning games against the teams above us. Um, um, and if you look back at Blythe and um, spending more away with Mr Penity and Kidderminster at home, these are games that really we shouldn't be losing. We should be the minimum getting a draw. And if we got a draw in four or five of them games, uh, the, our position in relation to the playoffs would be a lot tighter. But that's um, not the fact. We've conceded uh, far too many goals against these sides. Um, and what we need to do is make sure we go into this game um, as a platform for and the Alfredon games, if we can get a win in this game, it really makes everybody believe that uh, by the end of December and into New Year that we can be real contenders. Just finally then, let's have a look at the Stockport County players. We're not obviously Matty Warburton going to be without him on Saturday, but we saw the likes of Stephen O'Halloran, Jason Oswell come off. Everybody else looking okay? Not, not any other injury worries? Uh, not at the moment, no. Um, I think there's a, there's obviously a couple of players who are, seem to be lacking a little bit of confidence. Um and about to pull them outside to to recover themselves, but um, yeah, know what? Everybody's fighting fit. Um, you know, we'd like to have one or two more options to give us that little bit of uh, security. But at the moment, um, we've got a solid seventeen professionals available to us, and I'm sure that the um, the next couple of squads will come from that. Um, there'll be no major surprises. We'll just be uh, obviously trying to work those players that have had an effect, those that have done the business for me uh, against Southport home and away and Brackley will we'll continue to be in the side and then it's just a question of whether we can work those that have come on and had a, a reasonable impact into the sides and you know with Matty's absence and um, a little rejig of formation I think there'll be an opportunity for one or two players to, to stake a real claim for not just a start position to, but to consolidate a first team opportunity for them and we could really we really need the likes of Darren Stevenson Harry Winter Sam Walker's uh, and, and the like of them really to step up and show the credentials as Conference North players because it's time for them now to start delivering and inputting into the group's endeavours to be in the playoffs. Um, and like I said, hopefully that starts on Saturday. Jim, as ever, all the very best for the weekend. So, Chris, here we are again on the County Live podcast and talking about another difficult game for County um, and, and another defeat. It was an interesting game, some interesting substitutions and then Matty Warburton got injured, played the last kind of 10 minutes with uh, the last 10 minutes, probably longer than the last 10 minutes, last 15 or so minutes with 10 men. So uh, lots to talk about really. Yeah, and that's the real kicker, you know, alongside the defeat. We, we knew we were going into a tough spell of games uh, with the three games, the Chorley, then the Brackley, then the Spennymoor. Uh, we knew it was going to be um, a difficult patch, but the real kicker on the defeat there is the injury to Matty Warburton. It was a cynical foul as well. Sometimes you say, well, you know, if a player's gone off injured or whatever, and you say it's a fair 
You know, there's no there's no intent there. Uh, well, this one, just you can't say that. Matty Warburton had broken clear from his man. It was one of those, and I, I can really understand where manager Jim Gannon's coming from when he's he gets frustrated by this. He doesn't send his teams out to kick and hurt people. And people can say, well, it's taking one for the team and you know, he's, he's potentially saved the goal. But ultimately, all he's done is cheated. All, all, you know, all the, the Brackley Town players done is cheated. Uh, which has caused an injury to a fellow footballer. Now, if it had happened, you know, the the other side of the pitch, if, uh, you know, if we were talking about a Stockport County player bringing down a, a Brackley Town player and saving the, the victory, you still wouldn't like to see it. Um, so that's, that's, that's one thing, you know, we'll find out, you know, uh, probably by the weekend how long Matty's out for and, hear what the physios and, and the conditioning coaches have to say, but it doesn't look good for the lad, which is so frustrating because Matty was Matty was becoming unplayable. We said that we said that weeks ago and I even said that in the in the interview with him when he did all those kick ups. Um that he was becoming unplayable. So it's a real hammer blow for County that to see that Matty's hurt his ligaments. But if you take it into context, let's have a look at the the defeat is a disappointing defeat. Um County really needed at least a point from that, not just to get the point on the on their own tally, but to peg Brackley back a little bit. Fifteen points now separate Stockport County and third place Brackley. This is not even top of the league, Brackley. This is third place Brackley, and fifteen points is surely insurmountable now. I don't think County are going to catch Brackley, providing a bizarre set of circumstances. Are they going to finish in the top three? So. You now look at the top seven and you think, well, we're still five play, uh, five points away from that. We're approaching the halfway mark of the season. Can we can we, can we, we drag that back? Can we get Kidderminster back? But then you look at the teams above County and you think, well, you've got to overhaul three teams now. You've got to overhaul. And you look at who the likely candidates are Bradford Park Avenue. Are they going to drop points? Are they Or are they going to see it out for the rest of the season? What about... Uh, Spennymore, who who we've got this weekend, or Blythe Spartans, you know, they're teams who have just come up from the division below. Are they going to be able to sustain that run until the end of the season, or are they going to run out of gas? Is the cliche of Jim Gannon teams going to rear itself again? You know, Jim Gannon teams after Christmas traditionally always tend to get better. Are we going to see that again this year? So much to so much to sort of read into it. It's it's impossible to tell at this moment in time, but. One thing's for sure is there's a mountain to climb now. Uh, the manner of which County lost the game last week was disappointing. It was difficult. And it we spoke about it in the past when the momentum uh, shifts from you know between players and fans and can one spur on the other. Well, it works the other way as well. Negativity works. Uh, and I think there was a lot of frustration. I, I stood behind the, the goal with all the County fans watching that game against Brackley and I was speaking to a few of them they were airing the frustrations because we've got all these good players we've got this exceptional manager why is this happening in the season you know why is this happening to Stockport County when we could really be swinging I don't think Matty Warburton Jason Oswell Michael Clark Ben Hinchliffe I don't think these players would struggle to get into any team in the league and I say that for about practically all of the county players I don't I don't think any squad in this division would turn down any of county's county's main players that being said we are where we are in the league the league table doesn't lie and you think well how have you got to pick that how have you got to pick that up now 
you know, how do we, how do we justify where we are in the league, or do we do we say we can't justify it? We've now got to improve on it. How do you, how do you do that? How do you give the fans the boost, the shot in the arm? How do you give the players uh, the the uh, the appetite if if that's what's missing, or how do you give the players the momentum, the the consistency that they require at this level? This is going to be a hell of a game on Saturday because spending more. At the start of the season, if you'd have said to county fans, you're going to need a victory at home to Spennymore to really stay in the run for the playoffs halfway through the season, you know, there'd have been a few eyebrows raised. Now, is it, you asked me the other week, Martin, is it is it a must-win game against Brackley or against Chorley? I can't remember the, the week it was. And we said, well, maybe it's a bit early, but are we starting to tread towards that line now where games are must-win? Because if we lose against Spennymore, we're we're a long, long way from the playoffs. Now, I will say I've said it before and I'll say it again. I, I believe if County get into the playoffs, we've got a manager who knows how to win uh these well playoffs. We've got a manager who knows how to operate in games where you've got to get a win. You've got to get a win. You have to get the ball over the line and that's all it comes to. We've got players like Jason Oswell and Matty Warburton, who you'd imagine would be fighting fit again then, um, who know where the back of the net is. So I would favour County in the playoffs every day of the week, but it's getting there now. It's finding the consistency, finding the momentum, finding the perfect 11 or the best 11 from the squad that we've got and saying, how do we get in there? How do we utilise the players we've got? Because at the moment, we haven't been doing... You know, we, the league table shows that and things have to improve on the pitch. And ultimately, it's the, the players that will have to, to produce. You know, we can look at the manager. We can ask, has the manager got this decision right or that tactic right? We can look at anything else that you want to do, but people say it's deflecting sometimes, but ultimately it's the players who cross that white line. Um, As a fan, I've got faith in those players. I've seen, I've, I know the players, I've seen them enough now to know that they are good enough. Their careers so far state that they're good enough. Their goal records, their clean sheet records, etc. show that they're good enough. Now, let's go out and achieve what, what we have the potential for. And so who was your player of the week? It's always difficult, isn't it? <laughs> doing, a, doing a player of the week after a, such a disappointing uh, defeat. But let's remember that there was a, a convincing win on the road as well. So it's... Uh, two different games, especially when the first 45 minutes, I thought Stockport County were very good on Saturday. Um, so let's have a, let's focus on those two rather than the last 45 minutes. My my player of the week, I'm going to give it to Chris Smalley. He's come back into the team. He's looked assured, which is what we needed. We needed some. We needed Chris to come back in, and we we spoke about it last week. You know, Michael Clark's been away. Um, when he was away first time, County struggled. Now he's away again. They look more assured. He's he's instilled belief back into the team and now they, they've shown that they've improved. I think Chris Smalley as well, claiming his goal, well-taken goal. Um, it is difficult. This is not me trying to cover up, as I'm sure many people might, might think I was, but um, I'm going to give it Chris Smalley. He's, he's done well in taking a goal. He's done well in, in earning a place back in the team. Uh, so fair play to him. He's the player of the week. And who's you want to watch for this weekend? My one to watch this week is going to have to be Jason Oswell. Um, we've we've spoken about the partnership between between himself and Matty Warburton. Um, is he going to be able to produce it now without his wingman? 
without uh, you know without his partner in crime. He's going to have to link up likely with Boan Dixon or maybe Adam Thomas if he's coming back in, Ben McKenna, whoever it is that that plays that sort of attacking, supporting. It's not really a number ten role, is it? It's kind of like a floating coming off the wing number ten role. But whoever whoever plays that uh, is going to have mighty big shoes to fill. Uh, and it's whether they can work with Oswell. So my my one to watch this week is Jason Oswell, and how how can he perform without Matty Warburton? So Chris, it's hard for us to get together in the week, especially this busy time of year. But we've managed to find some time together in a pub. Yeah. So we're in a pub in the centre of Manchester. We've got some Bob Dylan on in the background. It's unfortunate so, how that happens. Isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's you know. But that's how committed we are to this podcast. We're very committed. But very we wanted to. We thought it was quite apt for this position of the season and for what's been going on lately just to ask you your opinion about the some of the talent that's been brought through uh, and some of the fringe players that have been worked into the squad and well, what's going on with them well it's, it's sink or swim time for him you know we, we heard the interview with Jim Gannon a little bit earlier on where he was talking about with this injury to Matty Warburton players like Harry Winter Darren Stevenson who we've seen started to come back into the fold uh, Sam Walker they're going to have to step up now. Um, it is all kinds of frustrating. You and I can understand it only from a spectator's view. You can only imagine what it's like for a player who's achieved so much at, these, at this level, which Harry Winter, Darren Stevenson, Sam Walker, these players have achieved at this level. Certainly Stevenson and Walker, you know, goals galore and stuff. It's, it's a bit harder to judge uh, Harry Winter on that. He's played a bit more of a defensive role, but they're still all very, you know, uh, adapt players at this level. Uh, and they've been frustrated. They've not been allowed in the team. They've not been getting in the team through injuries or, you know. And if we're being honest, it's got to be hard for Sam Walker in embarrassing circumstances in some cases. You know, he's gone on, been brought off, been subbed on, been subbed off. It's and now the gap is kind of saying, look, lads, we need you. Uh, now people are people always mention Jim Gannon's management, man management. You know, he's tactically very good, but the way he speaks to players is it is it the correct and proper way? Well, I think the next couple of games will probably show us that. How? Well, well, let's see what he's like because these are three players who been get, probably been getting frustrated at not playing, and now he's got to say to them, "I need you to do me a job." So, if they come on and do really well, then it says to me they're probably all right behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Things. Now we like to go. We like to walk around us. You know, we, we get to go to quite privileged areas, but ultimately we don't know what the, the relationship is like between Jim Gannon, Sam Walker, Harry. We don't. You know, we don't know what it's. What the interactions like? So, if things are all well between them, well, let's see that on Saturday because I'm sure we're going to see at least one of those names in the in the in the starting line. Yeah, and very interesting situations there. Obviously, with Sam's situation, nobody will be happy in that situation. No professional footballer, semi-professional footballer, footballer at any level. If it's me and you still playing on a Sunday morning, you get the hook after 20 minutes or so you, 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 nobody's going to be happy with that and you wouldn't want a professional who would just shrug his shoulders I would expect any anybody to be frustrated by that so that's quite natural but again you know we all because of what we know about Jim you want Jim to have his head as well so he can understand both points of view whether that worked out the way it was supposed to who knows but you know he did it and Sam's now got hopefully maybe on Saturday but certainly in the future He's got chances to do something about that, and Jim's, as you say, Jim's got to come back from that as well. I think, <clears throat> I think the injury to Matty Warburton, the consequences of that on the team, they could they could be a little bit larger than just 
bit of a ripple effect. Yeah, exactly. Just you know, it's not just a case of one player missing out because because of the way Matty plays. He doesn't really have a set position. You describe him as a number ten, but he doesn't play in the number ten role. He kind of plays off the left. But when we've spoken to him on this podcast in recent weeks, he said, "Well, I'm not a left winger. This is a new position for me. It's it's like going into a new job almost. You're kind of finding your role a little bit." So the repercussions of him now being taken out is, well, how do you fill a role that isn't really a solidified role? So there's going to be people moving around. There's going to be the obvious solution would be right, plonk Darren Stevenson there. We'll see how that goes, and then if that doesn't work, then we'll try and bring somebody else in. But if that doesn't work either, then we're going to have to start bringing in Sam Walker, bringing in other players to see how they work. Now, when your players who are as comfortable as these are at this level, let's see how they work with the Gaffer's tactics, and let's let's hit. It's time for them to prove themselves. I, I really like these guys. I speak to them on a regular basis. Let's see how you can. Can you carry the team now in the way that Matty Warburton's been doing? Yeah, and I think those three players you mentioned there are all capable of doing that. We saw the way Harry came into the team very quickly and showed that he has a there's something physical about him that he's he likes to dominate the middle if he can, and and he's always one of those players that is up for the challenge. So, so so that's a given. Yeah. Are you, He's the, he's the player that you're going to need to grab it by the scruff of the neck. Now, traditionally, you see him being told to play a bit deeper. You know, you're the tough tackler, you're the guy who sits in front of the defender. I've spoken to him in the gym on many occasions, and he wants that further further forward role. So Matty being injured might offer him a bit of an opportunity. You know, can he get can he get in that forward role? Can he start maybe tugging at the? You know, Jim said Jim said in his interview a little earlier on. He said, this isn't just an opportunity now for someone to get in the starting eleven and fill in Matty's hole. This is an opportunity for someone to come and make Matty's position theirs. When Matty comes back, I don't want him to be able to walk straight into the team. I want him to fight to get him back. You know, it doesn't matter how good you are. If the team's winning games without you, then when you come back from injury, you can't expect to just jump straight back in. I want us to be in a position where Matty can't just stroll back into the team. And if that's Harry, if that's Darren, if that's Sam, if that's a and other then let's see if Ben McKenna, Adam Thomas they've all got roles to play So a question I ask you quite a lot but I think it's quite more prescient than ever given what we just, just talked about A, what do you think Jim will do and B, what would you do on Saturday in this situation? It's a, it's a good question and I've been, I've been trying to think of I've been trying to think of what my new lineup would be over the last few days I think Jim will probably go for Darren Stevenson in that number 11 role he's your He's your most natural left-footed attacking player. He's got a goal last week. He had a couple of shots on target last... Uh, sorry, he had a goal against Southport. He got the goal, uh, the shots on target against Brackley. He's getting in, the, in and around those positions. If that doesn't work, because Matty's not an out-and-out left-winger, so it's not really like-for-like, like. do you start pushing Callum Mantak up and bringing Scott Duxbury into the left? He's been out of the fold a couple of games, Scott. He's been found out a little bit defensively in recent weeks. Do you try and play Stephen O'Halloran at left back, push Sam Walker into the middle, kind of drop uh, Jimmy Ball further back, or drop Harry Winter back? I'm so I can't give you a straight answer on either of them because I don't I don't envy the gaffer's position here, if I'm honest. Absolutely, absolutely. I think Harry dropping back makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, Clark is going to be desperate to 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 find get, get his place, yeah. get back in. So that that's another. Big possibility, a likelihood, I yeah. would say. Um, so, but Stephen's done really well lately, you know. Stephen and Chris Morley. We, we said a few weeks ago when Clarkey had been out for a while, he was missing games and the, the team was struggling. They were shipping goals left, right, and centre. 
Clarkie came back and alright the results have not been what we wanted but you can see that the defence as a whole has improved under under Clark, under Michael Clark's stewardship the defence as a whole has improved now Clarkie's gone back out again the improvement is still there he's, he's not you know it's not it's not a house of cards it's, it's stayed up with even though he's not there so Chris Morley tops it off with a goal at Brackley he's done really well he's got to keep his place Stephen O'Halloran will have been frustrated to have been brought off against Brackley but we were chasing a goal it was an attacking substitution it wasn't really a kind of like for like if you will but with Matty now being out that presents a problem on the left hand side we know Stephen O'Halloran can play left back it's it could be a cyclical it could be a merry-go-round it's just it's too hard to tell and it's not an easy one to prepare for you know to spend more you know, it was a very tough one on the very first day of the season. They've done really well as a promoted side. Um, I'm not quite sure myself. Do they travel well? Have they got? They've got some good away results. They've got that be very up and down, if I remember rightly. Yes. They had some bad results Big and some point. good results. On so the they've road, got that. So. They've got that terrific home form, which has seen them up. There's the old saying about win your games at home and don't lose your games away, and that's kind of what they've adopted. You know, this, the old Chorley method. Yeah. That they pose. but. You look at that league table and you think, well, they, County have got to overhaul a few teams now. They've got to, just to get in the playoffs, four teams have to drop below them, I think I'm right in saying, at this point in time. So you look who's up there, you look at, can Blythe and Spennymore, two teams that got promoted last season, can they keep swinging with the top level of this division for the whole season? You then look at Bradford Park Avenue, two centre-backs at Bradford Park Avenue, we know very well, Luca Haven, Mark Ross, can they keep them up in that you know in that top echelon for the rest of the season? My answer is probably not. And if I if I'm being brutal, the first team that I would look at is Spanimore to drop down because because they got promoted last season. They started the season on great momentum. You know, imagine the adrenaline. You've just been promoted. Your first game at home in your new division is the biggest team in the league at home, and you beat them. That must be a hell of a shock. That can only take you so far. Last week they got beat by Leamington. County have now got to look at that and say they don't travel too well. We're not at their ground anymore. We owe them one for early in the season anyway. So let's 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 go out and let's get them. We've got players looking to prove themselves now. Let's hope this is the turning of the tide. Chris, great stuff. We'll be looking. We've got probably four or five games now until the start of next year. Start of next year, we'll have a special podcast. And we'll be giving Jimmy's school report. For, yeah. <laughs> so this is a, but this is a period when things can change. There, there are a lot of games and interesting games coming up. So hope that we'll be sitting there at that stage, you know, with a with a good school report, and that it can improve it a little bit. And we've got our Christmas podcast in a couple of weeks we as have well. Got a Christmas podcast. Plenty we, to look forward to. We should say if anyone wants to send us Christmas cake. They can, they can do that, can't they? <laughs> <laughs> they can, yeah, yeah. Just uh, if you, uh, yeah. At live FCFC on Twitter, yeah, yeah, and tell, tell us gonna, what cake you've got. Then we'll tell, tell you which one of us to send it to. I was going to give my address out, but that's not <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do that. But remember, you can follow us on uh, live SCFC. The podcast is on SoundCloud, also on uh, County's website. On County's website now and on Facebook. So plenty of places you can. And we'd love to hear from you. So if you want to get on any of those platforms and let us know what you think of the podcast or anything you'd like us to discuss, then do that. Chris, thanks. Mm-hmm.